0: No purchase necessary, we were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I am not Shrek Nasty. I'm Shrek nasty, nasty, and I'm not so Shrek nasty. And <laughs> okay. we're Shrek, we're nasty.
2: Shrek nasty, I got it. Welcome yeah. to Illuminati Podcast, everybody. Uh, we are the Shrek nasty podcast, I guess. My name is Mike, as always, one of your hosts, and I am joined by my two wonderful uh, guests that I haven't seen in a few weeks now. Uh, dear old Alex Faciane, how's it going, man? Good to see your face.
0: I I just resurfaced from the live show in Boston. <gasps> I just found my way back to my house in Los Angeles. You
2: walked. That's why it took I've... us so long.
0: Yeah. I've been hung over walking back this whole time.
2: <laughs> As I'm sure a lot of people were the following few days.
0: Oh my god. I, I I hope so. I do too. Nobody like there I there was a lot of people who I feel like deserve to be very hungover. That <laughs>
2: there night. was certainly quite a few. Um one of them was likely our other host, good sir Jesse Cox.
1: Hello. It warn't me. It, it was definitely you? one of the three of us, but it wasn't me. I don't know who <laughs> I don't know who it could have been, but it wasn't me. You're very convincing. I felt
0: I fell onto my knees in the bathroom. I slipped oh, and no. fell onto my knees, and had two round dirt shit circles on my knees after the show. <laughs> and I was walking through the airport, like I felt like somebody like I fell out of a building. Like I my my legs were so brittle, like a little bird puppet. <laughs> like I couldn't. It, it was walk. wild. I felt so
1: bad. Alex Aww. could barely move. It was amazing. Poor it guy. Sucked, dude. I.
2: I just wanted to go pee. It's so hard when you're when in drunks, you know, or getting there. I was feeling it. I wasn't hungover, luckily, but I was feeling. The before. floor
0: was covered in piss. Somebody came up to me after the show and was like, "Dude, you were standing right behind me when you fell. I wanted to turn around, but I would have peed on you." <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you for uh, to that particular gentleman for uh, keeping
0: his
1: mind. to himself.
0: <laughs> I thought that was super chill of
2: them, right? how so very chill. Yeah. Uh, good good <laughs> thing he told you as well, that you were within pee threat range, but he chose not
0: I to. I almost got peed on, yeah. yeah. It's like, I almost got to be in Death Stranding. Shit, dude. Oh, what a game. I haven't even played it yet, but apparently what a game. For good or for on, bad. You can pee on hell.
2: There's ghosts in Death Stranding, I think, so that That's leads true. us into well, allegedly. the creation of ghosts with the serial killer, Ted Bundy. That's what we call a segue. <laughs> creation of
1: ghosts? Uh, That's
2: we call segue. <laughs> into the topic at we, hand. Hold
1: on, are we finally doing Ted? Are we're we finally finishing, finishing Ted it. Bundy? We're We're getting it oh done. We're God. done. And so basically, just the awful parts. Like before, it <laughs> was, Ted Bundy was, we really don't know too much, and it might, this might have happened, and he had a weird life. Now it's like, first murder. Second murder. <laughs> That's the what we did in part murder. two. Creating ghosts. We'll go, we're, we did them first
2: up. murder, second murder, and potential third murder oh, right. in These the first part. Uh, the all second the other part.
1: murders. Now
2: right. we're going into the creating the,
0: jobs for the Ghostbusters. Creating
2: creating keeping the detectives employed for a quite a long time is, is the jobs that he was creating And I don't, the Ghostbusters
1: I don't like like this. came out. I don't like this capitalism version of murder. I don't like the world it's a world we live in a murder. It's yeah, the world it's we, we live in It's what in we've now. got. It's, it's what we know, exactly, Jesse. Not a, exactly. not a fan. Not a
2: fan. <clears throat> well, let's, yeah, we're finally wrapping it up. And while I could probably do a, a bunch of parts on him and his law, his trials and whatnot, um, we're going to avoid most of that. But we're going to be talking about the important aspects here and some, and some fascinating psychological aspects, I personally think, because I that's really the, the, the part of, of true crime that – hones in on me the most, is just how the mind works. But when we last left off with our maniac, monster, sociopathic liar and murderer, Ted Bundy, we journeyed through his murky childhood, a giant mix of lies and truth, forever leaving us unable to know exactly how his early life truly went. Was it normal, like others have told us, or was it the hellscape that he paints it as with an abusive grandfather and weird sister-mother type deal? Following that, we then spoke about his first two murder attempts, one being successful with Linda and the other uh, leaving the woman, Karen, with a lifetime of brain damage, as well as the potential one that started it all back when he was a teenager with the disappearance of uh, young eight-year-old Anne, who there is enough evidence there that you might be able to put it on Bundy, but there's no real definitive evidence. Uh, knowledge. Do you have? Happened.
0: Do you come down on one
1: side or the other? I would like say, After doing all this reading, I personally, I, do. I think, think he definitely killed that. Girl. Yeah, that's. I, I, I believe I that do as
2: well. I believe it as well. Um, everything, to, you, you know, even if we take the the nicest history of his childhood, where he had a normal childhood, even then, the stories from the family talk about how distant and detached and, um, you know, mentally sick that, that that he was. And during that time, none of that was paid attention to. And you know, I think I think for sure uh, he did it. But, you know, legally, who freaking knows, right? It's wild.
0: It's wild to me.
2: It is. And it's only going to get more wild and interesting uh, with society and how they ended up dealing with him when he was running rampant and, and how a lot of suspicions went around. But uh, the last thing we actually left with, the last moment we left with Ted Bundy was the 911 call, the one that took place four days after his first confirmed adult kill where he simply said listen and listen carefully the person who attacked that girl on 8th last month and the person who took Linda Healy away are the same are one and the same he was outside both houses he was seen where the operator then replies who's calling and then ted replies no way you're not getting my name before he hangs up clearly completely full of himself completely Honestly, o- just biting
0: off the zodiac let's be real you know what i mean right yeah you're <laughs> yeah. right yeah way to be original ted you fucking Piece of shit. Poser ass. (laughs) Honestly, though,
2: it's that point in my mind, the way this works, that's where Ted really flipped the switch, where he said, where he taught himself he could get away with it. And once he knew in his mind that he could get away with it, that's where his four-year spree
1: really, really started. Well, you have to Um, figure that that's like part of the thrill of being a serial killer is I'm smarter than everyone else. And yes. then when you think you're smarter than everyone else, that's when you are like, I could literally just tell them who I am. So then you send weird cryptic zodiac killer things, yep. and then you're just like, see, they can't catch me. I mean, and then of course they always get caught because they're dumb idiots. Yes, and, and like that like, whole ego.
2: Arc, what you you just said right there is is the whole arc of Bundy, which which it's is every the arc killer. of every serial killer. Yeah, yeah, which is why it's so fascinating. And there mm. are little minor differences between the two, and we're going to talk about Bundy's specific arc in that kind of growth and fall as a serial killer. Um, there's got
1: to be studies and and things that have been done about... It almost seems like general addiction or yes. general oh ra- there's a ton i've read a few books which is we're going to talk a
2: little bit about yeah, the, the, because what the profiles it, he fit a good starter book about serial killers is simply a book called serial killers and it's just the mentality and the research and the psychology behind how and why they operate the way they do yeah, because good.
1: it's always like it has to escalate just like if you are you know if you go hard on drugs or you go like anything yes. drinking if you're it, one of those people who's you're, like, you're, I, I feel like you're plucking, speed, I feel like stuff.
2: you are plucking lines out of what I wrote right here. So we'll, we'll get like, to like, that. Honestly,
0: have you guys seen uh Hunter? Have you watched that? I have not.
1: Mm-mm, no, that's
0: honestly like also very good. It's about the like birth of like psychological profiling in crime, hmm. and it's about the uh, the ed killer well, is the guy yeah, that they interview, not. Not Bundy, but. But
2: th- this it's... era, like the 60s and 70s, is what spurred the pro- the profiling and needing to kind of start looking at their psychological motivations. Because what we're going to learn, and it's still true today, is that serial killers only get caught, like, he's, like uh, Jesse said, because they do dumb shit. If they keep, if they have their mind about them, they're, the police end up just not being able to follow because of how meticulous they become. But it's that point where in the escalation starts to fall off. They start getting lazy. They start getting bored and then they start making mistakes. But let's rewind. Let's get back to Ted here because there's a lot I want to kind of pull apart uh, that that's just interesting. Um, So and much like it's also important, like I said, this is where I see his pivot point. uh, But much like his childhood, it's also from this point on that things once again get sort of murky for us when it comes to the specifics of each crime. Because forensic evidence at this point was still young, and also Bundy, even after everything we know, even after finding his personal graveyard that he used on Taylor Mountain, which would eventually become simply known as Bundy's graveyard, uh, all that evidence beyond just the, the skulls is flimsy at best. Whether the first failed attempt at a murder set him into a more paranoid state, or he just learned what he liked during the time, Bundy became almost invisible. He never left fingerprints, evidence, anything behind in his kidnapping scenes. There was this perceived invisibility, and to some extent, I'd argue, his perceived invincibility, that would end up being what got Bundy caught in the end. As haphazard and poorly as the police ended up doing it themselves prior, it was his I own. I wonder ineptitude. how
0: much of it. I wonder how much of it is like true cocksuredness and bravado, and how much of it is like. Just him, you know, like the, you know, the, the dude from Monty Python, the, uh, the knight who keep, keeps getting his arms cut off and he's
1: like, <laughs> flesh wound. What, are
0: you fuck, what are you talking about, bitch? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to bleed on you till you're fucking dead. Look, like, I wonder, I wonder in was, his mind, like how, how evil this is. You know what I mean? I think he was a mix of both um
2: he clearly had an ego about him, especially in her interviews afterward you just the, the cocky assuredness of it always speaks of how he compares murder to changing attire and, and the the similarities to them but um what you're saying as well is how evil well, I think there's a lot of evil into it because what we do know about Bundy uh what what little evidence we do have is that he had an obsession with a very particular type of woman that looked unsurprisingly, devilishly close looking to the woman he spent years trying to get back after she broke up with him, just so when he got back with her, he would leave her, as we talked about in the, the past episode. Yeah, sure.
0: humans are surprisingly simple creatures all, in the end.
2: All of his 35 confirmed <laughs> victims were young women around college age with brunette hair that parted down the middle and usually was wearing pants or slacks, which was fashionable of the time, which fit very close to his ex that, that he uh, just merely wanted to kind of lord over and, and do it. It's what also at this point crazy. on... Yeah, and Wait, it's at this point obsession. on too that it's kid, he started the kidnapping. Instead of beating them where they slept and then taking them, he would take them and take them somewhere secluded to do whatever it is he was going to do. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Jesse.
1: <clears throat> no, just saying that it's it's fascinating that even someone as... You would think, uh, just uh, so much going on in his brain, right? So, yeah. like all these serial killers, it's, when you it's break it's them rage. down, at the end of the day, it's not that at all. It's very simple what they're doing, and in this case, it's you know it's, this girl messed him up, and so it's also how he got off. Like he was sexually released every single time he killed someone. Yeah, it's like a very simple. Yep mammal animalistic thing and he's Mm -hmm. like well of course i'm gonna take out everything on these women that look like this girl that i loved like it's just it's fascinating to see the if you peel back all the layers of like oh what must be going on in his head it's very very simple it always is every time
2: yeah and quite literally as i said before there's no way we could cover every single murder that he's done there's confirmed 35 speculated as high as over a hundred We will never truly know. And even through his interviews, Bundy's inability to tell an ounce of truth without smothering it in like a pound of lies is impossible. He can't do it. That's
0: what I mean. Like, is it even worth going into every murder? You're not even going to really get a full picture of it. No, no.
2: we'll never really know what happened with each victim beyond the tidbits that we can piece together from the skeletons that are found. Um, But what we do know is that from this point on, Bundy was uh, was a methodical monster. There were a few factors that played into Bundy's ability to be simply invisible, and this is what I find fascinating about the case, is society and how they weirdly willfully ignore what's right in front of them. First and foremost was Bundy's uncanny ability for preparation. Whether it was from the first botched attempt where he tried to kidnap somebody and just beat her in her bed and never went anywhere um, to his first victim, or simply his inner superiority complex that made, made him feel better than everybody else, he was always traveling prepared. For instance, never was there any fingerprints of of his found at any of the crime, crime scenes. And, much like many successful serial killers, he had his tools always on hand in case the moment arose spontaneously and he found somebody that he liked. He would eventually fashion his own personal crowbar that he would use as his own personal tool, while also carrying rope, handcuffs, plastic bags, a screwdriver, flashlight, face mask, and a bunch of other stuff kept in his VW buggy
0: i literally i literally hate that yep murder kit it's
2: literally a mur- uh, murder kit it, it's it's like batman terrible.
0: but just like murder
2: yeah like the like. yeah it's 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 terrible bundy though was also and he was also incredibly bland looking and this is important <laughs> and i i know it sounds stupid but it no, also well, yeah. played into it it you makes you might laugh sense.
0: but like basic white dude in, yeah guy.
2: while he's talked about in a lot of media the movies and all this other stuff to be this charming and dashing handsome man to say that yeah, yeah exactly to say that's a stretch of the truth would also be a stretch like he was nowhere near dashing or handsome and while he was air quotes charming and we'll talk about that shortly handsome isn't exactly the word i'd use he was on his best days simply plain looking No distinguishing features beyond a mole on his neck. And since it was the 70s, turtlenecks were huge and big in style. And that one little thing was super easy to hide. Moreover, Bundy constantly changed his hair and the facial hairstyles he had. He was a brown haired, younger white male out in Washington state and eventually Utah. Disappearing for him out there is going to be super easy. And he had the forethought to constantly change his outer look. Um, just, just the amount of effort he'd go through to make sure he could keep his habit going is insane. Coupled with Bundy's quote, charm, he was a quiet predator. If you think about what's spoken most about Bundy though, when, when you look at TV shows or or, or interviews, it's always the charm that he has, how charming and how friendly he was. And while they aren't necessarily wrong about that to a certain extent, they're also, in my opinion, grossly mischaracterizing his personality. As we talked about in the prior episode, in another life, Bundy probably would have been a ruthless and horrifying politician. He was a Republican, something he loved to scream at his victims about while he was killing them. And it was his time working within the political camps at this point that helped him form the quote-unquote charm that's so heavily talked about now. It was something he personally trained to do with the express intent at getting better at manipulating
0: people. I've always just sort of interpreted it as more than like more than him being like some kind of like irresistible Yeah. Like cat like Cad type guy. Right. I I always think of it I always think of him more as just like he didn't seem creepy to people. Like more than that he was like charming. It's just like when you know that this guy like fucked people's bodies up and when after they were dead and did all this weird shit to them, you just start to like compare that to how he acts you know if you're in the media or you're somewhere else and it starts to seem like oh this guy's just like he's so charming like you would never believe that he's like a mutilator of human beings but it's you know i don't know i think that might be a ding on all men in general i think we i think we (laughs) might have i think we might have fucked that one up i mean (laughs) you're not wrong uh, yeah, all it, it's, it takes to be a serial killer is to just like not seem that be boring. Bad. Like be
2: boring, yeah, be invisible, be white still helps quite a lot. Um, I feel like I feel
1: like all those are like being a white dude helps a lot. Being a serial killer <laughs> because no one's no one's gonna question you. That's just no. the country we live in, where everyone's like, and, he probably needs that rope for something fun. Right? Yeah, and like, it's a no country we live in now.
2: Think about how how much more that was true in the '70s.
1: Sure, sure. It's crazy. Um, and, and and again, him doing
2: these although
1: things. Although now, although I will say now, because it's almost a trope, it, white dudes with ropes, you're just like, mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, this guy's going to go kill because... people. <laughs> white dudes with what? Ropes. Ropes? ropes. <laughs> I'm telling you.
0: Ropes are out there just making ghosts letting, left to right, guys. You know. Be careful.
1: I'm letting you know. It's become such a trope to like, well, his trunk has ropes and bags. Like that dude's killing people. Especially, I saw like, him shopping oh, at Home dude. Depot.
2: He's a murderer. Yeah. F- fun story. I got pulled when I was like 20 years old. I was with my buddy and my girlfriend at the time, and we were walking in a graveyard. Um, and now, keep in mind, this had like a walking path, so it was fine to walk in the graveyard. Uh, that's what it was for. And as it was getting night and the place was going to close, we were heading back to the car, hopped in the car, we're ready to head home. All of a sudden, this cop car pulls in, blocks us in. There's only a single road. Behind us, another cop car pulls up, blocks us in. They, uh, Some old old dude apparently had called on us saying we looked like we were doing something druidic. So they went through my buddy's car and so they went through I'm my sorry,
0: buddy's. I'm sorry, sir. I'd like to appear. Yeah, like sacrificial ritual.
2: Yeah. So they went through my buddy's car, uh, and of course, my friend's In his all car. In his car, they found
1: trash bags, ropes. <laughs> no, they. they, they, they found, had, no, they found. found they found
2: D and D books, which uh, to to, to uh, adults at that time was fishy. And they found his uh, his show swords that he likes to display. I so, would have arrested like both you on the wall. I would have been like, Mm-mm, they
1: arrested. split us up.
2: They were questioning us. They went through my, my wallet and stuff. What kind of swords were they? Oh, they were like um, swords from like, you know, like um, stuff you'd go at like a Ren fair and buy. Like that kind of stuff. I see.
1: Custom steel. Yeah, stuff cool stuff. I would have reported. If I was with you guys. Well, they took all the swords. Sir, sir, they were practicing witchcraft and I just came along for the ride, sir. I don't know what's going on.
2: Small detail I was clamored by their. (laughs) My girlfriend at the time was also wearing a cloak.
1: What and is she a, had what, vampire This fangs. is why you people, you're leaving shit out of this story. You're like, she business. I was, She was, was like pale and she had like ago. veins.
0: 13. And so it was like she was poisoned, but, and her lips were green. <laughs> well, and so. okay.
2: So also like, I, we also I am killed like, that you know swirl what swirl I, I, I had no beard and I was 20 and I look like, I look like I'm like 16. She was short and like super young looking. And then my other buddy, Scott, he had that full beard, like adult man look since he was right. Like 15 right, right. years so old. So just completely.
1: Looks creepy now that you think about it. Practicing the dark arts, yeah. No, <laughs> you left a lot out of this story. You started with we were walking through, we were on a little path, and then we got pulled over. Well, but we police. were, but that's you true. You left out details. Like also, we we were had a small circle of protection around us. It was very simple <laughs> we magic. Doing it wasn't anything. anything
2: serious. We were going for a walk because he lived near the graveyard, and it was nice. I'm gonna really get yelled
1: at by pagans on the internet. I didn't mean it. Like you know, chill out pagans. It'll be okay. <laughs> This is goof. Are you oppression? having an imaginary argument with the, the, no, the general only, the only audience. Pagans are come. Look, they always get mad when people are like, "That's not how we do things." I'm no, no, asking. the Church of Satan is church, not
0: about Satan.
2: The Church of Illuminati is the only <laughs> only recognized religion on this podcast.
1: We need to get on that. We need to get the on the Church, church of Illuminati. will have we need commem- to start a cult. Points. Yeah. That's Pins? the whole that's the long con. Oh, yeah, that is that, this podcast is leading to tax write offs is what it's leading to.
0: Dude, non profit you know you know what they're gonna say? They were so charming. They were so good on that. that Yeah, I could
1: never. I would never expect Jesse Cox to swindle our money. Then they did a live show, and everyone had to go slip in the toilet water, and that's how they (laughs) killed thirty-five people. It was. I wish I could show you my.
0: I wish I could show you my fucking pants. It's literally like clean pants, and then like two. Like it looks like somebody took two fresh chocolate donuts and just pressed them against my kneecaps. (laughs) Like, it's, like, two round circles of, like, Dude. And I'm pretty sure it's shit, because what the fuck else was it?
1: <laughs> Why would someone poop on the floor?
0: Could it be, like, Why rust? Why would somebody pee on the floor? Maybe it's brown I, mold. Brown oh. mold? Oh, that could be good. That, yeah, you know what? That makes me feel better. <laughs> You're welcome. It's probably just that brown You know who never got brown have. mold on their knees?
2: Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Bundy. Never. Uh, yeah, he was too... Uh, maybe when he was in the woods beating
0: women to death, but... Before and after that, Good not really. Lord. There's no way to joke about this guy. I want to no. bring levity to this. I'm trying so hard <laughs> You just have to, to have bring a, levity. an incredibly dark sense of humor. That's and then why. he's got his custom crowbar that he loves. Yeah, that he does
1: love. God damn it. So, what, a, what a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. what a piece this of human garbage. Three, this guy got three episodes. I want to point that out. Ghosts and fun things like aliens. Aliens, they're Dude. trying to save our asses. Half an episode. Dude. Ted Bundy murders a bunch of people. Three episodes we're no, gonna no, no, no. Is this Jesse? Three are you giving episodes.
2: me Are you giving me green light to do multi-parter alien apps?
1: Yes, I'd rather do Done. multi-part alien episodes than spend three episodes talking about a dude who just murdered because he's cuckoo banana. Are you ready for the 12- 12, a 12-part 12 series? I wouldn't be look, I <laughs> want to believe. I want to believe, but I don't. But I, I can I just believe.
2: personally True crime is something I have, like, a love for, so I will always come back to it every so often.
1: Look, I once dated a girl who was like, I think serial killers are sexy. We're no, no longer no, dating I don't, no. for See, obvious I don't. reasons. For <laughs> obvious reasons, we are no <laughs> longer dating. But My like... dad
0: sat me down at Thanksgiving this year to talk to me seriously about disclosure and what our plan is if it happens. Oh, wait, wait, dude,
2: it is happening what? right now! What are you talking about if it happens? It is currently happening.
0: It's, it's just we're, a slow roll. <laughs> We're closer than we've ever been. I don't want to get you don't. too far off the track today. We got uh, Did you see the article
2: that came out yesterday? With the potential craft UFO in Oregon? Yes. Yes, I did.
1: Don't don't. I didn't see anyway, it anyway? So it to, didn't happen. To, w- All right. To defend myself,
2: it. I don't think serial killers are sexy in anyway. I think it's important to to, to understand the psychology behind it so we can see science easier for ourselves. And I find that interesting in for like a more scientific thing. Because there, for sure. are, everybody puts this bad label on sociopaths. When sociop, there are a bunch of good people who are also technically sociopaths. Like that, I know a million of them. Yeah, I know a
0: million of them.
1: Yeah, everybody in Hollywood, YouTube. we know a bunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. We know them all. We've seen it all.
2: <laughs> all right. So his charmingness, his 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 thing that he trained for. How did that even come around? Again, he specifically did this stuff to get better at manipulating people. Well, part of it was the time working in a suicide hotline that we talked about earlier, but another big part of it—it uh, it was his time working within the political camps—that uh, he formed his charm. In 1972, Bundy joined Governor Daniel J. Evans' reelection campaign. From there, he would go on to work for them by posing as a college student and shadowing his Democratic opponent, uh, Governor Albert Rosellini. He would go to Rosalini's stump speeches, write them down, take notes uh, all the entire time, and then would return back to Evans so they could look at the speech, break it down, and figure out what best to spin and how best to attack in their upcoming strikes with their campaigns, ads, and stump speeches. Evans then went on to describe Bundy as, quote, smart, aggressive, and a uh, a firm believer in the system. I I personally firmly believe— The system? Yeah, the system, the political system
0: oh whatever yeah right i mean is
2: different. he he
0: definitely knew how to manipulate people if that's what he's talking maybe that about. just is the game
2: maybe I that is just unfortunately the game, the, is. the game is in, in politics um so yeah. I, I i firmly believe it was this mixed with his tenure at the suicide hotline help that gave him all the social skills to help him navigate the, the mess of society that we have and to pick kidnap and kill targets that much easier and if you think I'm crazy, again, Bundy so much has admitted it himself. Now, again, whether that's true or not, you take it at his, you have to take him at his word for it. His word is worth jack shit. But still, it's, important. <laughs> it's interesting to think about right. because there's still an interesting theory there. Um, more often than not, it wasn't his dashing good looks or his charm that got women to follow him to his car, but his ability to appear meek, pathetic, and like someone who needed help that convinced most nice people to follow him back because it was always that uh, type of attack where he would lie to them about something. And Bundy was, uh, quote-unquote, smart about when he picked his targets. They weren't random uh, people that in the street that he decided in a moment's notice, except for one that ended up getting him caught. They were always pre-planned, watched, and attacked at opportune times for where nobody would notice. Almost all of them were kidnapped at night, save for one. They were also almost always near a construction site when they were taken away, likely due to the noise that would help muffle any uh, fighting or screams that might happen during the abduction. And finally, since all of his victims were of the college age, almost always they were taken during midterms and finals when students were mostly out at night during the weekends to relax and have some drinks and see friends. His method—now, this is where we get into what we're talking about as far as the psychology of killers and and kind of moving forward. Because, again, we're not really going to dive into the details of how he killed specifically. Um, His method was usually quick and brutal and effective to to kill them quickly. Bundy would approach an unsuspecting woman who matched the description he was clearly targeting. Usually he would approach in need of help using many of his props that he'd carried around at his disposal, like a fake cast that he'd put his arm in like a sling. And then he would say something along the lines as he needs something getting uh, help, getting something out of his car, getting something into his car, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Uh, And he used, again, his props to help sell that. His mild manner and ability to sound uh, scared or weak or, conv- uh, or convincing enough that it was enough to get most uh, poor, young, kind of vulnerable women to follow him back to help him with whatever task he had laid before him. Um, he would quickly pull, after the woman was bent over, helping him lift up something that he pulled out of his car or looking for something, he would get behind her, quickly pull out a, uh, his his blunt object, and he would quickly knock him on the head unconscious, gag-tie them, throw them in a trunk, and then he'd have a second sight where he would usually do um, his actions. There was yeah. always a period of anger. There was always a period of rage during this particular time as well. Um, How do you move a body like that? Just that's – you have the car open and prepared. It's just fucked
0: I, It's just crazy to me. This was his life. You know what I mean? This is all he cared about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just trying to like get it in my brain, and it's fucking me up. Yeah. It's
2: It's terrible. Um, again, he'd bring them to a second spot, usually tie them to a tree where he would then berate them for random things that had nothing to do with them before he would either strangle uh, strangle them or just beat them to death, uh, knocking them unconscious usually with the first swing. For what it's worth, like I said, almost all of them died quickly uh, when he decided it was time. He didn't, he didn't pull it out too long until later on, putting him squarely in what's known in psychology as a product killer. So... This is where, like I said, the psychology gets interesting because there's a bunch of different kinds of of categorized serial killers. And in this point of his life, he's a product killer. He doesn't relish the kill. He wants the product at the end. Moreover, he was always, always drunk during these things, apparently unable to do it while he was sober. But the alcohol blunting his judgment and his his inhibitions allowed the, quote, evil side of him to come forward and... Uh, do what I mean, would need to be I'm done.
0: definitely the same way, but I I wouldn't say that that it it would ever like I, I would I, I don't even imagine him being drunk. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem right. No, yeah, exactly.
1: So it's uh, a fascinating and, and, it's a fascinating excuse, right? To, it's a, to it's use, interesting. Like, I right? had to get drunk in order to do it, like, really? And, oh, man, it's a it's that means an he. But that tells you character. he knew right from wrong. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: yeah. Um. Once, the, once he had killed the the woman and Bundy had the body, he would then engage in body exploration, body care, and necrophilia. Again, very much more a product killer. And in one instance, he actually shampooed her hair and like took care of the body for a few days before he would then take Ew. it to a third site, which was the uh, bur- burial ground where he he hid all of the bodies. God damn. Yeah. However, um, it, at some point in that that process. Most serial killers typically stay within their quote unquote lane. If you're a product killer, you're a product killer. If you're a process killer, you're a process killer, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Bundy is interesting in the fact that he kind of shifted at some point uh, where once there was, there's one woman we know of just through forensic evidence that she had been alive for around six days. She had been taken by Bundy and handcuffed to a tree in a secluded area where he took all of his victims. There she was kept handcuffed and a prisoner for for around six days, while Bundy returned occasionally to torture her, scream at her, hit her. And yet at that point, he even brought another victim and forced her to watch her kill this other victim um, before he eventually killed oh, her. And it's somewhere in there that he changed. He became he went from product killer to process killer and he would stay a process killer for the rest of his uh, serial killing spree for the four years that he got away with it. Jeez. Um and and so while there's a lot of articles out there that uh, I read and in a couple of videos breaking them down a lot of them say they don't necessarily know why he shifted from one to the other i personally think that it was always who he was and that there was another form of escalation I, now this is just coming from an opinion i don't i don't have a doctor have been reading about anything. him for They're weeks just reading weeks, reading and yeah. watching and reading about a ton of stuff um it's crazy that he that he shifted so i think he he. it was simply escalation. Most serial killers do go through periods of escalation, usually like starting with animals or attempted assaults or attempted kidnappings. And each one brings that rush. And for most males, male serial killers, specifically that sexual release that's usually tied to violence in their mind. But much like any drug, you start craving and needing more, 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 more. Right. And uh, usually they reach product killer and that's where they stay. And they, they become that forever. But Bundy, I think, wasn't... I don't think... Whether he was timid and I think – and he he kind of just went that way slowly or what have you, I just think it was another form of escalation until he got to process killer. Because if you look at his early murders and how he shifted, he kind of started almost like – uh, less paranoid, he made a mistake and then he became more paranoid. So I think he escalated way slower because he was, maybe he didn't feel safe enough or maybe he didn't feel secure enough until he got away with
1: it enough where he felt like he could then Well, I think that leads the to the idea that he was killing at a young age and yes, that's I how did, he could yeah. become by his, you know, 20s, a guy who was oh, well, of course I can get away with it until he was almost caught and then he was like, oh no! And that's when he brought it back. And I feel that's the only way it makes sense. Cause yeah, it well, does it's like to anything. Re- it's like anything like take, take like coffee
0: or cigarettes or weed or whatever. Like at first you just do a little bit because that's all you need. But eventually yeah. it's like a habit of yours and you don't feel right unless yeah. you're doing it. And if that's where your head's at anyway, like, you know, you can start to do some pretty awful things without thinking about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I definitely
2: think it was a form of escalation. Um, But again, we'll never scientifically ever really know. But it's still uh, interesting to think about. Uh, It's at this point, too, when he shifted from product killer to process killer, where he started enjoying the the whole process of murdering and getting off on it. Um, This was also the time where Bundy was arguably at his boldest as well. Uh, This was the only one we're aware of that he tricked. There's only one victim, rather, that we're aware of that he tricked and took in broad daylight and almost got away with it. Um, but ended up not getting away with it, thankfully. Uh, and a- and actually what led to him getting caught, it's at this point he's also in Utah uh, re-going to college again, but eventually he drops out, but he starts killing in Utah. Um, but basically what we learn is that Bundy is also, quote-unquote, an actor in his own right. Much like his props, he also had costumes with him as well. And sure. one of those costumes he would use here. Uh, much Like, like his process state... server? A what now?
0: Like... Like, like he had like little like wigs and outfits in his car. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know. yeah. Yep.
2: Exactly. Correct. Okay. Um, uh, much wow. like, uh, well, think about it. Tommy Patera did the same thing.
0: Yeah, you're right.
2: He dressed up as a, a so rabbi silly. and a woman. <laughs> that was his two go-to costumes. Uh, But so one of the costumes that he had, though, and one of his favorites to use was simply that of a police officer. Right. And fully adorned in cop attire. He walked into a store approached his victim and simply told her that someone had hit her car outside and that she needed to come with him. Unfortunately for this woman, she did not even think to question, how does he know, like, what my car is? How does he know it's my car? This is the 70s, you know, this is before there's any computers or anything like that. Um, she just kind of bought into it. She said, oh, you know, must be, the officer must be trying to help me out. He Took her outside and told her that he needed to take her to down to the police station. So they could fill out paperwork for the accident. So she got in his car. Now, mind you, this is a police officer driving a VW, uh, a buggy. That's what he drives, a buggy in the 70s. And she just kind of accepted it, went into his his buggy and they started to drive. Um, And basically with confidence in his voice and a costume to fool the common person, she assumed that he was there to help and followed him out without asking anything and got into his car and drove away. Uh, he was fully in, in belief, by the way, at this point, and he said as much, that he was literally invisible, admitting that he believed that the American condition is, quote, anonymity and that the only person who cares about you is you and everybody else ignores you, unquote. That's it. That's all. That's what he believed is that he, the American condition is people just ignore everybody for themselves and they're not
0: necessarily wrong. Literally, that is the plot of the movie Joker.
2: I haven't seen it. So I don't know. (laughs) Well, take it from me. It is.
0: Okay. I believe you. Yeah. I haven't
2: haven't seen it yet. Um, So it's actually this boldness though. This attempted kidnapping is what got him caught in 1977 for the first time. Um, He was caught because he was so bold for trying to take her. A woman by the name of Carol, which is the, the woman from the store, is who got into Bundy's car. However, once they started to drive, she quickly noticed that they were not going in the direction of the police station. And when she asked him what was going on, he simply pulled over and a- pulled out his handcuffs, an attempt to handcuff her then and there. Carol, however, immediately started fighting back. She struggled against him, but get Bundy him, Carol. was still
1: able to. Yeah.
2: She struggled against him, but Bundy was still able to get the cuffs on her. Thankfully, however, due to Carol's fighting back, he put the cuffs on the same exact arm. So both cuff links were on. Uh, her arm uh, thanks to Carol's fighting back uh, she quickly threw the door open after the cuffs were on her arm and she leapt out of the, the vehicle onto the ground Bundy was not deterred and followed her out of the car trying to hit at her fight her and get her tied up and back in the car but Carol ever the smart thinker swiftly kicked him in the nuts and was able to yeah. run off and lose him in the process <laughs> so Stop she you, Ted. whacked him in the nuts handcuffs on his arm ran off Also, unfortunately for Mr. Bundy at this point, or fortunately for the rest of society, he also had left the key to the handcuffs in the parking lot of the store where he picked her up, leaving dumb evidence on the ground that would eventually get linked back. However, unfortunately, pissed off that he lost his intended victim, later that night, Bundy spontaneously went to a high school play and picked up a high school girl after it was done. Her body was never found to be found ever again. For what it was. Damn. But afterward, that would be kind of the end of Bundy's reign as a serial killer. At some point, driving down the highway in Utah, the police were looking to pull him over. Very simply for speeding. Bundy, getting paranoid, refused to pull over and kept driving until eventually the cops boxed him in and he was forced. They took him out of his car and searched it, finding his entire murder kit in his car and also able to link his car with the kidnapping that happened that the that the girl carol went back and reported that happened not too long after
0: he Can was you brought in into... imagine being the cop being like no. whoa, shit oh whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: you it's you it's you what's also interesting to note though is that during that time prior to uh to carol getting out there was an incident where bundy was seen during the day coming to the beach, uh, a lakeside beach, and having a conversation with a couple of girls who would then go missing a few days later. The police were got over 200 tips between then and Carol. They even had a composite sketch of Ted Bundy. And their excuse was, and their belief was, there's no way this university law student, white normal dude, would ever be a serial killer. So they ignored all of them until this he was then arrested and put on trial for aggravated assault and, and attempted kidnapping, and he was convicted to 15 years. However, Bundy also did something I, it, it, that is frustrating due to the ineptitude of the police. He represented himself after a while. And when you represent yourself, he was able to get access to the law's library. And so oh. he would go researching every single time talking about uh, researching about uh, you know just saying he had to research for his own trial those, those windows like hate
0: that yeah. had
2: no bars on them and so Bundy simply leapt out the second story window spraining his ankle and got away fleeing to Florida where he would then have two more victims and three more injured who didn't die before he would be caught again only to escape a How second fucking time audacious yeah Through the vents and sneaking out through, like, the garbage in your typical prison escape style where he would test things. He would uh, test the weight of how the air systems could hold him, starving himself thinner so that he could fit through uh, bars and holes. Eventually getting out a second time before he would be recaught rather quickly afterward. And then put away for life and being able to link Dundee to the murders and being done with until he was put to the electric chair in the uh, in 1989, I believe.
1: yeah, i was about killed. to say, put him in a dark cell and then fry his ass. Oh my god!
2: Yep, and he did. He got fried. Um, you can and and uh, again, like you said, you, like I said, like you could go into that. But I'm just, I'm so sick of this piece of shit. Like I'm so sick of listening. The worst
0: thing about this is that it's like it, there's no like mystery here. Like this just happened. Like this guy yeah, already just did all this shit. Yeah, like, and, it and, doesn't matter what I think. It happened.
2: Well, it's it's also important to just kind of keep in mind because the, the, I think the statistic is there's always somewhere around 30 to 50 serial killers active at any given time in the United States because is just, it's just a fact. And you need to – I think it's important to at least be able to try and recognize signs. You know what I mean? You've seen some strange people talking to people. Just just be aware. Just be aware. No doubt. Um, the psychology of it all is still fascinating to me. I, I do wonder if in his younger years and he lived in a more – progressed society if mental help would have at all changed him or if he was a monster from the very beginning and there was just no helping someone who's as evil as ted bundy was but that's the end of it i'm done i'm washing my hands clean i'm stepping away from God the serial killers you, for a while Bye, i uh i have had i have had uh serial killer nightmares on and off for a bit I'm really sick of them dead serious 100 i was tweeting about it a couple weeks ago it's, you're one uh, of those
0: guys who really does get all the way in on everything that you do. I,
2: I, I, think I'm just. I don't know if I'd say. I don't think it's that. I just think I'm easily mo- emotionally manipulated. <laughs> like I'm very easily. <laughs> you just swept hear like up. a bad
0: thing and you're like, I. Ba- that yeah, bad yeah. ba-
2: bad music. I have to change because it just immediately, not like bad like bad to listen to, but like sad songs or whatever. I'm like get it like that mm-hmm. in my system affects but you. If yeah. if I, but I hyper fixate on a lot of things, and if I'm researching something, I'm trying to vibe as much as it as I can. Really, what? I don't
1: wanna,
2: yeah. I know, right? Weird. Aliens? That's wild. Aliens? Yeah, dude. Well, that's just always just been.
0: Uh-huh. A if you just I say can't... the word aliens, you can literally see Matthew's, like <laughs> smile light up. Light you know, up? like the Grinch you know how the Grinch's heart like grows. Yeah, <laughs> I just it's just
2: the world. The 2019 was one of the most wild years in the alien world.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. Like the rest of everything is like going to Sucks. shit. The alien, yeah. the alien vibe has been wild this year.
1: Maybe yeah. that's why they're so. Im- big this year it's because the aliens like we got to intervene
0: yeah maybe
1: so so
0: you know imagine you find out there's aliens the government's like there's aliens and the government they're like we don't know what they are what they want they're aliens that would be bad right so they you know i mean if i think finally we've reached i feel like we have finally reached some type of like government level agreement with them. And so that when they announce that the aliens are there, we have a plan. I don't, I mean, if the
1: aliens wanted to ruin us,
2: they would have already done
0: it. You
1: know what I mean? Right. They're waiting. They're waiting for what? Uh, for the right moment. You don't get it. Aliens. I just think we're time. Doesn't matter when you can travel through the galaxy.
2: Well, that's also true, and that's a whole other conversation to have. Uh, yeah, it about, is. I I love the concept of time and consciousness, and what is time, and what is reality. Anyway, that was Ted Bundy, part three. Thank you guys for joining us on that and that uh, rather elongated three-part journey into a piece <laughs> of garbage who didn't deserve three parts but got him anyway. Um, we will be back with some uh, lighter stuff in the next episode. We've already got that all planned out, and then I think Alex has a big thing he's been working on uh, for a, a multi parter maybe here on the channel on this podcast at some point. And I'm going to be diving back into the alien world as well. I think for the next one to give you. I have
0: I have out. a couple things I have a couple things that I could do, but. I keep, the thing that sucks is that I keep finding these things that are like a couple years old that are really awesome. And then like some guy will do a YouTube video about it. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, fuck. Like, am I, am I just like. We're doing Ted Bundy well after many a true kind podcast have covered him
2: and all that stuff. It doesn't matter as long as it's fun and you can put a spin on it or it's interesting.
0: You're right. You're right. I should, I should just be real about it. I like, I've got some good stuff. I've got some good ones. It's not like our opinions will
2: be the same as theirs either, you know?
0: Yeah. Um so. but yeah if you liked room if you liked room 322 I do. I'm 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 trying to do some more stuff like that I love it. Sweet.
2: Well, guys, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, as always, you can always find us on the socials on Twitter. Uh, I am at Mathis Games. Jesse is at Jesse Cox. Alex is at Faciane A. And the podcast itself, you can just tweet at Chaluminati Pod. Uh, the subreddit is by the same name. You can go drop your stories there. Ch- Jesse's karate chopping like crazy. You can't see it, but chopping it's very impressive. Oh, He's chopping through the air. We're so chopping excited to be Thank here. you. Chopping, to broccoli. chopping <laughs> broccoli. Who showed up to the live show? It was so fucking great. It was Hopefully great. We will get so to do Hopefully, we'll get to do another one at some point, and uh, we'll see you in the next one, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Peace.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's
1: the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: Lucky?
2: In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.